We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, what's going on, everyone? Jenna Cameron, John Ritchie. It is uh, 94 WIP. Great to be with you off and rolling this uh, Wednesday morning. Well, it'll be day two reaction of the demise of the Eagles' season. Sirianni's still the coach. Whether he will remain as such, we don't know. We'll see. Exit interviews reportedly beginning today. And a report that Jeffrey Lurie has not made up his mind on Sirianni. Look, we'll talk about that and more. The Hurts thing, the coordinators thing, the players thing. I mean, really, it's a culpability thing. And a lot of them deserve a lot of culpability. You know, Devontae Smith doesn't. He did his job, but a lot of guys didn't. And we'll kind of break up the pie today of where you assign blame and talk about it all with you at 215-592-9494. Richie Rich. Hello, Joe. Hello there, bud. French was not Napoleon's first language. Well, he wasn't French. It wasn't French. He, yeah, Corsican. That's correct. From the island of Corsica That's where right. they spoke a regional dialect of Italian. So he didn't start speaking French until he was nine years old. And his accent always marked him as an outsider even within France, even when he rose to Look the highest that. position of all. Well, you know, that's probably like George Washington, who, you know, didn't speak American growing up. He spoke English. You ever think about that? I, I actually have thought <laughs> about that. Like, what would his accent sound like? Really? I know. I, don't, I mean, maybe maybe it he was. He probably did have a, uh, maybe, hello, know. Joe. I'm George Washington, right? <laughs> I am George Washington, and this is how yeah. I learned to speak, because this is how everyone talks. Wow, oh, right? It's not bad. Is, is he from, like, that's what, like East Ozzie End of London? Yeah, yeah. Sort of. That's pretty good. John, John's cockney. getting ready for season seven cockney. of The Crown. <laughs> yeah. I'm the president in the United States. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's true, though. All right. So um, let's get to it here, guys. Let, let's start first off with a tweet from last night and just get, get everybody informed with sort of the latest from a reporting standpoint. Jeff McClain, 930 last night, put out the following tweet. I read. It's a long tweet. I'll read right from it. McClain tweeted last night, 930. He wrote, uh, Eagles start their exit interviews tomorrow. Head coach Nick Sirianni will meet with his players, and then there will be coaching meetings. He will eventually meet with owner Jeffrey Lurie and general manager Howie Roseman. No secret that if he stays, there will be significant changes made to his coaching staff, and there will need to be some bridging between Sirianni and quarterback Jalen Hurts, who did not deny an ESPN report that he wasn't happy with the direction of the offense. A qualifier. Lurie went into his exit interview with former Eagles head coach Doug Peterson after the 2020 season, expecting to keep him. But he wasn't satisfied with Peterson's coordinator candidates. There was an impasse, and Lurie fired him. But early indications are that Lurie hasn't hasn't yet made a final decision on Sirianna's future with the Eagles. All right, let's crank it up here today at 215-592-9494. Obviously, we want to hear from you it's going to be a heavy, heavy show on the phones. So get dialing at 215 592 9494 for what you think should happen next with the Eagles and what you think will happen next with the Eagles. Again, 215 592 9494. John, what I think should happen next with the Eagles, I think they should fire Sirianni. That's what I think. I mean, here, here's where I'm at. I, I watched Rocky last night, Rocky too. 
Um, Mick, like that's what you did. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Like you know, like like that's the thing. Like you know, Adrian comes out of the coma. You know, win. You know, Rock's got a smile on his face, and Mick's like, "What are we waiting for?" What number? Uh, what number traips through Rocky Two is this? Thing? <laughs> what many, number? How what? many pass throughs? Oh, was it like a hundred? I mean, I have no. At yeah, least, are we talking? Yeah, I, I, I think it is over a hundred. Right. It's at least. It's at least. It's at, it's at least north of seventy-five. But here's the deal. Yeah. So, you know, like Joe, I, I think I might agree with you. I, I this like. Is, I think don't we might waste be time. I am so troubled right now that 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 we're doing things other than bring this next coach in like like we must strike while the iron is hot hot i'm more convinced than ever that that we need change and i'm impatient with the lack of change we got to beat these other organizations to get who we want to lead this team forward the bucks and the other playoff teams that we just saw play football they looked like playoff teams we faded down the stretch until we bottomed out when it mattered most and our team nick sirianni did, did the opposite of what he told us that he'd do. He told us we'd peak at the right time. Just after September ends, we'd start to look different. We'd, we'd be full force for the rest of the year, and that did not occur. We looked like a preseason squad in the playoffs when it mattered the most. His biggest test, that was his biggest test, Joe, and he failed it so miserably. So how many chances are you really willing to give when it looked that bad? Because Nick is not calling plays. He's not a good schemer. But I guess we're he, he's motivation, right? Like that's what he brings—the motivation. He's well, a leader. Also supposed to be accountability. Did we look fired up? Right. Did we look accountable? Right. Did we the last month and a half while losing six of seven? Did we look like those guys showed up ready to play? Like their hair was on fire? Like it was sudden death? Yep. Like it was win or go home? It was win or go home. It was the playoffs. Seventeen missed tackles in that game, Joe. Yeah. I could not believe that stat. 17 missed tackles is incredible. I, that that's like that's like three quarters of a season. Well, some plays had like three missed tackles in the same play. <laughs> that's true. Seriously, uh, 219 yards after the catch allowed sort of goes along with the the uh, missed tackles. But damn, did the, the, these players look ready to stop anybody for the last month and a half? I think they quit on Nick. Uh, what does Nick Sirianni do better, Joe, than Mike Rabel or? Jim Harbaugh or Bill Belichick or Pete Carroll. These coaches are out there and available. Yeah, I know. These are legendary coaches, and this comparison is not close. I, Our owner is willing to spare no dime. Like he, he, Sorry, he, he will spare no cost to bring what's best to this team, and we all appreciate, we all John love that about him. John uses dime when he could have used hundreds of millions or billions, but okay. Hundreds, <laughs> yeah, hundreds and hundreds of millions. Fair enough. You know, Jalen doesn't make a dime. He makes $255 million, but uh, you want to go with dime, go with dime. All right, John, keep we, going. W- yes, uh, Nick Sirianni, Nick Sirianni, we're, we're asking, should he be fired? M- Mike McCarthy coached better than Nick Sirianni this season. Mike McCarthy was significantly more innovative and and did significantly better with his quarterback, like coaching him along, than than Nick Sirianni did this year. Mike McCarthy, the guy we make fun of nonstop, and the guy who's about to lose his job in Dallas for coaching ineptitude. He outcoached our coach. You know, here's the Joe. thing: there's so many ways to go in all this, and and I want to I want to bring it to a fact, and I think most people probably know this listening, but if you don't, I want to tell you a fact, two facts actually. 
that to me really shaped this conversation today. Fact number one, the Atlanta Falcons have already interviewed Bill Belichick. Fact number two, the Atlanta Falcons have already interviewed Jim Harbaugh. Those facts bother me. Me too. They bother me. Me too. They bother me. Yeah, what are we waiting for? Like, what are we waiting for here? And here's the thing. I will say this. There is certainly value in exit interviews. Okay, I want to be very, very, very clear about that. There's value in exit interviews. But what I'm – here's the exit interview I'm interested in, I- interviews I'm interested in. It's not Sirianni talking to the players for the 7,000th time in the last six months. I mean, Sirianni and the players talked Monday. They talked Sunday. They talked Saturday. They talked the prior week. They talked the prior week before that. They talked in December. They talked in November. They talked in October. Like, I don't need Sirianni sitting down with the players. Here's what I need. I need Lurie and Howie sitting down with Lane Johnson. I need Lurie and Howie sitting down with Hassan Reddick. I need Lurie and Howie saying, hey, J- uh, Jason Kelsey, my God, we're going to set up a press conference of all press conferences to honor you. But before we do that, my man, give us a couple hours here. Let's, let's talk about what you know, what you saw, what you think. Hey, maybe in the future, you know, we're going to have a Connor Barwin kind of role for you or Brian Dawkins kind of role for you within this organization. Let's begin that process now. Like, tell us what you know. I mean, this isn't like dime people out and, you know, be tattletale guy. This is let's try to have the football team get back on the tracks. And by the way, this is also about Lurie and how we interview in Hurts. Now, if you want to say – you know, okay, well, that all should be to find out stuff that could be pro-Siriani and might indicate, yeah, I got to tell you, Hertz was kind of the problem. Listen, there's an argument for that, but here's the thing. Hertz ain't going anywhere, and Hertz shouldn't go anywhere. He's just about to embark on a $250 million contract. It is an impossibility to cut him, nor should that be the desire at all. He's more than good enough to try to resuscitate his career. Jalen Hurts. Siriani couldn't figure it out. Jalen Hurts Sirianni sealed, should go. Jalen Hurts sealed Sirianni's fate yesterday when he did not defend him when given every opportunity to do so. Hurts, you mean? Yeah, did, yeah. I think Jalen Hurts. I might have misheard you. But Jalen well, Hurts. Well, that was two days ago. It was Monday night. Yeah, Jalen Hurts when he said, yeah. I, is he going somewhere? Yeah. When he had every chance to say, yes, this is the guy. I love him. He's created something special here. We must continue along these paths. We must keep that consistency. He, he didn't do that. No, he, he didn't did. defend him. And it, and it seemed clear that there is a rift there, that there's so much left to tell well, there's so about many, this season. Well, you know what? And there's two big reports, and we haven't talked a ton about it because we got so uh, awash in the game, you know, previewing the game Monday and reacting to the game in the season on Tuesday. But the two big reports from media members this week that really stood out that relate to either Hertz or Sirianni or both of them were one from Jeff McLean from the Enquirer and another from Tim McManus from ESPN.com. We'll get into them today because there is more than enough material there to shape a lot of conversation. Let's put it that way. Look, we want to hear from you at 215-592-9494. What you think should happen next, what you think will happen next, if you agree with John and I, disappointment that, you know, here we are, it's day two, and Sirianni still has the gig. And again, I mean, I mean no personal disrespect to Sirianni as a guy. I think he's a fine guy. I just don't think he's the right coach to lead the franchise moving forward. And I want Lurie to know – I want Lurie to already if know If he's that. lost the team, why should he even be a consideration to coach the team that he's lost? 
Well, that's, here, that's crazy. Here's to me. the you argument: don't get a team back, and also, Joe, we don't if he's know getting that he lost the team. Like right. that, we don't. You're like, right. That but has what not we been reported. It is. It is. It is hold on. It is possible. By good coaches. It is possible. Hurts lost the team. Okay. It uh, is, that is possible. But that means that he's. They're going to have to do everything they can to uh, help I, him get it back. I know because those are different rules. I agree. Those with are you. different rules, Joe. What I do know for a fact is our coach isn't as good as the other coaches that we just faced in major games, in big games. We got outcoached against good coaches. That is not erasable from our minds as Eagles fans. Well, there's a lot not release, uh, erasable, including the fact that, you know, Jalen Hurts uh, two nights ago, you know, referenced that it wasn't the Eagles' turn. So, I mean, it, it is com- – I will say it is complicated. But you know Hurts can't go anywhere. So, um, look, we'll ask you how you split up the culpability pie. Sirianni, Hurts, all the other players. Howie. I mean, his name is not without escape here. I mean, the Jordan Davis pick looks like a disaster. Just looks like a disaster. Nolan Smith pick doesn't look great. 215-592-9494. Where are you standing all this? Heavy on the phones today. Joe DeCamera, John Ritchie, your reaction to Axel 94 WIP. You can't control the weather, but at Horizon Services, they make sure your home is warm all season long. Their expert technicians recommend getting your heater checked now What they'll do is they'll come out, they'll inspect your system, they'll listen to your concerns, answer your questions, and they'll guide you to a custom heating solution that optimizes your system's performance and gives you the peace of mind you deserve. With their upfront pricing, you will never be met with any unpleasant surprises. Horizon Services, always available with same-day, 24-7 capability. And to get you through the rest of the season, they are currently offering $50 off any repair. Plus, you can get comfort on your terms with flexible finance options. So whether it's time for a tune-up, repair, or an upgrade to a more energy-efficient system. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, Jetta Cameron, John Rich. It is 94 WIP. I mean, look, we're all still in a bad mood. The only thing about this that it's it's really odd. It's almost like the opposite of a bad mood. I'm just glad it's there is a, a big part of me that is honestly emotionally glad it's over. Now it's not like over over in that they still gotta correct the problems and there's gonna be another season in like six or seven months, and if they don't correct problems, we're gonna see more of the same next year. That is possible. That is possible. But I am at least glad that the Eagles can't lose a game this upcoming weekend. They, they can't aggravate me for three hours on a Saturday or Sunday in a playoff game. I mean, that part's done. What's a shame Talk is— Talk about being beaten right, down, right, man. Right, James? <laughs> but don't you, doesn't uh, yeah, that resonate with you? Of course it does. Yeah, with, uh, of course. I mean, it week absolutely after week, does. You, just, you would watch these games— I, and, and I you kept would thinking about know like going putting in. my clown makeup on. Like every right. week, it's like going in and being like, "All right, time to get embarrassed. Let's go sit in front of the TV and watch my team get smoked." Totally. And and like sort of try to get fired up beforehand, but not really. It's like, what, what are we doing here? 
All right, let's. But get, but yeah. now we have we have like a, a time constraint right now that I'm I'm feeling impatient about, and yeah. it's in the back of my mind. It's creeping in there. Like this is I totally there are great coaches available, and they're just sitting there. Some of them are getting interviewed by the, these yeah. teams. Yeah, we we need to keep moving here. We need to stay active. We need to make the next big step. Since yesterday morning, since I woke up after that loss, I have this like agita, like I feel very impatient and antsy. Yes. Where they need to, I think it's really important that if they are gonna fi- hire fire Sirianni and hire someone new, they need to do it really soon because you have these top coaching candidates out there. You have exactly. to go get one, not just for the team, like for I think for morale, for the fan base, for Philadelphia as well. Like we need that. Let's go. I'm down. We need someone to develop our yeah. young quarterback in a different direction than he's been developed and who can regain the trust of yeah. the team and the city. And these are the types of names that can do just that. All right, let's get to Gary in Whitehall kicking us off this morning. What's going on, Gary? Good morning, everybody. How are we doing? Doing all right, Gary. Yeah. You know, uh, we, we need to get rid of this head joke, and we need to do it now. Rip that Band-Aid off. And let's let's get going here. I, I you know I am so disgusted with this this franchise. What 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 took place this last month and a half to two months? It, it, it's it's disgusting. It, it, it's you know we, we need a change. We need a big turnover. We have the talent. We just need somebody to put them in the right places. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree. Gary, the only thing I'll disagree with you on is I don't put it on like you called it the franchise. I still got a lot of admiration for the Eagles franchise. I think they run a great shop. I think they trusted a couple people, namely Sirianni and Hertz, that led them down the wrong path this year. One of them can go. The other really can't go because of contractual issues. Nor should you, right. nor should you want him to go yet because you saw enough last year that you should want to certainly try to rehabilitate Hertz and get him good for years to come. I don't have discuss. Yeah. I don't have discuss like big picture with the friend. I don't have discuss with Lori. I don't have, um, you know. I, look, Howie took a step back this year clearly, but it's not like I'm saying let's you know call for Howie's head. I, I, I just to me, but he th- needs an accountability exit meeting. No, I, I, I get it for for what he set up a disaster on the defensive side. He did with the hiring of Desai, yeah. which wasn't announced till May, and bringing in Matt Patricia. This dysfunction on the defensive end was set up way in the offseason. No, I agree. The, the defense, and Gary, good call there. The defense is clearly uh, the most on Howie from a decision-making standpoint on, on a lot of levels. Now, we don't know ultimately who hired Desai. Was it Howie? No, was the, it the, the Sirianni? Problem, but I, I'm still I'm still cheesed about C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Well, like you got to get over No, I, John, look, I don't have to get over it. No, 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 no. Real quick before you keep going. Okay. Here's why I don't have to get over it. Because the freaking Lions are playing in a damn playoff game this weekend, and their culture didn't get blown up. By his presence in the locker room, he like was hurt. Well, he was injured the whole year. I don't give a damn. He's he wasn't pl- there the whole year. But he's but he's playing. He was a non-entity. Well, in the behind Detroit the scenes, did he, did he cause problems behind the scenes? No, at the because Rebels? he was on IR. Okay, he well, wasn't even there. I don't give a damn. I mean, my point you is, should. no, I don't, because the whole concept was this is a guy that bugs people, and and creates a culture problem. Well, they're in the playoffs, and the Eagles aren't. Okay. Well, he didn't create a culture problem because he wasn't there. He made. And, uh, and wasn't by the, the way, bigger thing with CJGJ that that he didn't take their offer and then went out and test the market and they made other plans and they paid yes, someone else. Yeah. So the, like, isn't that also on CJGJ? Of course, it's someone on CJGJ. Yeah. But my oh. my my point is, you didn't have to then commit that other money to other people. And, and he, he was a thing. good age, James. He was a good age when that all season began. I told you two things. 
One, I wanted the cornerbacks prioritized. They did. But I also told you, for instance, C.J. G.J. over Fletcher Cox. I mean, ask yourself for next year. Who, Fletcher was pretty good this year. I don't disagree. <laughs> I, mean, I, James, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree. But, ask, but ask yourself for next year and the year after that and the year after that, who has a greater chance to contribute to the Eagles, C.J. Gardner-Johnson or Fletcher Cox from an age standpoint? It's not even close. Again, though, you, can only, you can't control what a player signs for. If he's like, no, I'm not taking your offer, well, screw you guys. Like, what are you supposed to do? Well, you can also wait longer and not completely balance the situation and provide the money to other people and completely turn your back on them. That's what you can do. I, I'm just telling you, I think how he messed that up. Go ahead, Jim. I, I just thought it was smart. Like, he he played it. Uh, he gave CJGJ an opportunity to, to come back. He tested the market. It's just the way it works. I, I don't harbor resentment. Yeah. I, there's no grudge there. Uh, and and right right now, look, I, I will hold a grudge against this organization if they dilly-dally and drag their feet yeah. and miss out on an opportunity to rehabilitate our quarterback, rehabilitate our organization – with the right coach, with the right coordinators on both sides of the football, they're out there right now just drifting and, yeah. and interviewing and everything else. Like, it, I feel like there needs to be more of a sense of urgency for our organization. Right, John, let me ask you a question because I, I agree with you, but let me ask this question that may be rattling through Lori and Howie's mind, and I think it's reasonable to consider. There are so many great candidates that that actually takes some of the urgency off the table in that, like, if you fire Sirianni Thursday, you're still going to have, like, two or three future Hall of Fame quarterback uh, coaching candidates. You're still going to have guys like Vrabel that probably aren't going to make the Hall of Fame, but you would certainly entrust to a franchise. You're still going to have the three to five top coordinators, whoever the heck they are, the Slovak no, guy. it gets pared down incredibly quickly. Uh, it really does get pared down quickly. As soon as one gets snatched Slovic. up, he's going to no, yeah, slow Slo- Are oh, you just messing around? Gotcha. They're going to. Let, add him onto a list. Like these guys all have their guys that they like. They they run in packs, and they, you're you're gonna see they're gonna disappear instantaneously. Like once one goes, it's like in, in the next day there it's it's done. I I don't want to miss out. Well, I don't either. I don't want to miss out on that either. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We'll ask. We'll also ask you today's Twitter poll question of the day. It's brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. The all-new 2024 Chevy Trax, it's arriving daily at Armin Chevrolet and starts at only $21,495. Together, let's drive. Visit ArminChevy.com. Today's question, who, in your opinion, is the most to blame for the demise of the Eagles season? Now, two have primarily come into focus, but there's a third that needs to put in, be put in here also. We'll put them in alphabetical order. Demise of the Eagles season, who do you blame the most? Alphabetical order. Is it A, Jalen Hurts? B, Howie Roseman? C, Nick Sirianni, you can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. I will say this. It would be fascinating if Lurie and Howie took that poll to the 52 players not named Jalen Hurts and said, hey, 52 guys, (laughs) how do you split it up? I don't know what they would say. I mean, that's. I hope they do, though. Like, I think it's important to get the perspective from the players to figure out what is going on. Like, I think it's a a big mystery right now what happened to this team to to cause them to crash and burn so badly. I know. It's a mystery for us. They I guarantee know. you, you Jeffrey and Howie have a much better though. idea what happened in that locker room than we do. Like, they have to. Well, James, here's and the I'm problem. Sure they should talk to players, too. I'm not saying right. that. What but if they, right well, now, okay. they know a lot more than we do. But, James, for sure. what if they determine or already know Hurts is the most culpable? Does that save Sirianni? It could. Yeah, of course it could. Right? I, I mean, mean, it could. Yeah, but, of course but there, it could. But there's also something to be said for... 
you know, I need the coach to get through the player. I'm not saying it it will. I'm saying it could. It could. Yeah. It could. But I e- mean, even if that is the case, Hertz isn't culpable for the defense completely no, forgetting how to tackle. No, certainly so not. But again, we don't know if, if if Patricia the Patricia move might have been Howie and, and Jeffrey. That might oh, have been it, their decision. In my belief, 100%. I, I would guess it probably yeah. was them. So like and that you if you go back right. like the tackle the whole thing, like who knows how the defense responds if that doesn't happen. Well, I agree with that. Here's the other thing I'll say. And and you guys know I've 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 broached this many times when we talk about the lack of talent on defense and the, the allocation of money, linebacker primarily, safety as well. I always bring it back to A.J. Brown because in the Eagles world, that's a non-conventional move. That's an unconventional move, $25 million to a player. I mean, think of it this way. And, and, and Seth was on such a roll yesterday. I didn't get to say this to him when he was just going crazy about the linebackers. And I don't disagree with him. Linebackers stink. But, like, here's the thing about a $25 million wide receiver. Let's put it in a world of um, $28 million. Okay, $28 million. For $28 million... You can have a $25 million wide receiver and three $1 million linebackers. Or you can have three $7 million linebackers and a $7 million wide receiver. I mean, I'm just saying there's a lot to consider when it comes to roster construct. And look, I love having A.J. Brown on the team too, especially, well, at least until he started just causing issues with all the stuff he caused issues with. He's an amazing player, one of the great offensive players of all time. But there is an argument to say, let's start spreading the money around in, a, in another way because, I mean, if we did that Twitter poll, what would you rather have, a $25 million wide receiver and three different linebackers that make a million or four players that make $7 million each, three of whom play linebackers, one of whom plays wide receiver? Could I mean, we have a third option of the $25 million amazing wide receiver and at least one competent linebacker? Well, but the problem is at a million. That's the uh, that's the objective. But at a million dollars, there's a good chance you're not getting one. I mean, the like T.J. Edwards outlier in Eagles history, the guy that makes nothing, but actually produces at a solid level. There's been like eight more Matt McCoys and Alex Singletons than T.J. Edwards, and and so this is the conundrum when you try to build a team in a in a salary cap world. It's uh. Anyway, look, your reaction to all this, 2-1, because Howie certainly Just is not off the, the team. Just build team and the guys who play the best football, like the guys who on tape play the best. Well, they did that, but they the all but they all and, stunk. And block all the, the linebackers best. stunk. All the safeties well, stunk. I didn't. I don't think they evaluated that well. I think they stink at evaluating certain positions, and linebacker is one of them. It's, I they're don't. They're terrible at, I at, don't. at figuring I, out. You know, the, the cornerback spot, it always has to be an old guy who's had success somewhere well, else there's, in this league. That's true. The linebackers, it seems like they're just clueless, and it's hit or miss. Well, and now with the, the way that the defenses have changed and the priorities are different and the, 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 the different skill sets matter in different, like, moderations now for these linebackers because what they do in space affects what offenses well, that's true. do with the football. It really does matter more than than ever before. All right, Shil Kapadia joins us next. Phone calls as well right here on 94 WIP. The biggest winner in the big game could be you, thanks to BetMGM. King of Sportsbooks is offering new customers a chance to score $158 in bonus bets instantly. That's right, instantly. Just download the BetMGM app, sign up using bonus code VEGAS58, then place a $5 Moneyline wager on the big game you'll receive $158 in bonus bets instantly, regardless of your wager's outcome. Don't miss your opportunity to cross the goal line on the money line as pro football's top teams clash for the championship. 
Can't be in Vegas for the big game? Then big the bring the big game excitement to you with the All right, Jenna Cameron, John Ritchie. It is 94 WIP. By the way, uh, congrats to Embiid on yet another monster game. And it wasn't like Jokic didn't do great things himself because he did. It, it really is something when those, two, <laughs> when those two guys go toe-to-toe. It is something. And, uh, you know, if Joel could ever put it together in the postseason, and that, of course, is one of the big ifs ever, uh, if he could, then, you know, we, we could name him the best player in the NBA. But he's got to do it to, to be it, you know? I mean, Well, you... not just that, Joe. I mean, historical greatness. I like, know. if he can put a title to this little run, I mean, it, it hasn't been that long a run, but, I mean, I it's one of the most dominant runs, especially offensively, a center has ever had in the history of the league. It is. And if you had a title to that, it's it's historic. I know. The Part of the problem is, well, there's m- multiple issues. F- first off, I don't think the Sixers are good enough. Let me just put that out there. They, they don't have a great third player. Okay, but they can be soon. Yeah, I don't expect it. Really? Nah, I don't expect. I don't. I don't think they are close enough this year. Yeah. So to you make think they'll just sit, stay pat, pretty much, and hope that Tobias continues to play above his head. I think they will stay. I mean, yeah. The answer is yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I expect them to make like a lower level move. I don't expect them to get a player. Like first off, I don't think Zach Levine's good enough. Let me just start with that. I don't expect them to get a player that's considered better than Zach Levine, and I don't think he's good enough. So, but look, I, I don't mean to go down that road per se. Other than to say. Embiid's on a tear, which is awesome. And, uh, you know. It, and Nick Nurse has helped him on that tear. And you can see that he's focusing on a lot of things that I guess Jokic has been focused on for the previous couple years. Yeah. I, it doesn't go without notice that he out assisted Jokic last night. Right. I mean, I, I think that's prescient. That, that does matter. Yeah. Uh, and, and he continues to hone his game. Joel does, and now Nick Nurse is helping him do it. Well, it's true. I'll proof, just say proof one. Proof that head coaching can help a player sure. get even better. That a great will. player get even greater. Mm. It's true. Yeah. Interesting yeah. concept. Look at this. <laughs> Are we applying this to football now? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Is that what just happened there? <laughs> All right, let's go to the phones. Um, joining us shortly will be Sheila Capati on the demise of the Eagles season. Let's get to our guy, our buddy, Tom Endover. Hi, Tom. Yo, good morning. How are everybody doing this morning? Not great. Not super. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't call yesterday, man, because I have those uh, Seth Joiner emotions per se. So, but uh, the reason why I was calling, Joe, because I think you're right, man. Sirianni needs to go, but it's more than just Sirianni. I think. You know, I think Howie needs to bring in a new batch of players. We can't sign all them old dudes that we had last year, man. We. It's already torn down, so if it's torn down, we might as well build it up. Well, you listen, know, let me let me tell Tom. Let me tell you this: there's there's no question what you're talking about. There's no question what you're talking about, and you know, just when you go through the okay, here's the free agent list. Now think about who you really feel confident should be back. Here's the list: Fletcher, Brandon Graham, Swift, Quez, Opeta, Nicholas Murrow, Zach Cunningham, Shaq Leonard. Bradley Roby, Zacchaeus, Boston Scott, Mariota, Julio, Driscoll, Penny, and the punter. I forgot about Shaq Leonard until you mentioned right. his name. Well, one thing, and, and Tom, one thing that stands out, man, 
the, I think it's four old players that they signed. Shaq Leonard, Julio Jones, help me out here on the other two. Um, By, well, well, they, Byard, traded, they for traded for Byard. Yeah. Byard, yep, Byard, and maybe I'm even thinking of Penny. Not that he's that old, but there was concern that he was washed up. Like, they got nothing from yeah. any of those guys. They got, I mean, Julio Jones had one game with two touchdowns, but they basically got nothing from those guys. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah, so <clears throat> that was about it, man. I ain't going to call in heart today, man. I just wanted to call. Just like, just like my uh, signing out call, you know, I'm more of a football guy than anything. I'll be listening every day. And if the Sixers act like they want to make a run, then I'll start calling with my Sixers chatter. But I just wanted to call and say, man, I enjoy going back and forth with you. I'm going to miss it for the next six months. But you best believe it. Bell fire Sirianni, I'm going to be all over you. Well, a couple, couple, th- couple things. First off, Tom, I know you're older than 18, so you're not in school right now. But if you ever want to go back to school, you call any time in the next six months, and I'll school your ass. So let's start with that, all right? All right? <laughs> Tom, stay well. I'm playing with you, man. Tom, stay well. Thanks, buddy. Uh, I love Tom. I mean, I'm going to be – is he really seltzer? Is he really not going to call us? I hope he calls, oh, man. man. I love Tom. That's nonsense. I, 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 I enjoy Tom. He's just so. hurting. He is hurting. Yeah. He, Plus, is, he is an Eagles – like – Eagles is his thing. Well, so. Can I just give a little, like, to those that don't know, um, we're still going to talk a lot of Eagles, guys. Yeah, like, tons, especially with how this offseason uh, setting up. You think? Yeah, Tom. I mean, calling. first off, March is always free agency. April is always the draft. So, fundamentally, you got two bonanza months of content that have nothing to do with games. But, my God, I expect a tremendous amount of turnover oh. even prior to that. And, John, that list we, of free agents. We might agents, have two spots. No, like, our defense – might have two spots that that I like our our players at, at those positions like Hassan Reddick yep. yeah for sure uh, and then Avante I guess as our as our nickel and then I don't know for sure I mean I guess Josh Sweat yeah Sweat will be back for sure okay that's three guys that's it three and and I don't think I'm being overly dramatic I don't either like it's just not certain. We don't know who's good and who's not. And, and what's going to be interesting, two of their better players from this year, to what extent did Darius Slay and A.J. Brown's antics cause them to say, we like them as players, but we don't like them as teammates, and we might move off them? You know, I mean, that's something to consider. All right, let's talk to our next guest. Shil Kapati does a wonderful job covering not only the Eagles, but the entire NFL. NFL has coaching carousel stuff going on. To this point, the Eagles have not yet gotten involved. And uh, Shield, of course, joins us uh, right now as he has all throughout the football season. Shield from the Ringer. Good morning, Shield. A year ago, we're getting ready for a Super Bowl run, and now I'm waiting on hold. And John's saying he's got two players on defense. He likes, man, the NFL is wild how quickly these three Shield three three. Sorry, my fault. Well, two and a half. And I don't really like <laughs> Sweat's only a half. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a half. All right, Shield. There's so many ways to go. Let's just start with this question. In your opinion, the demise of the Eagles, is it more on Nick Sirianni or Jalen Hurts? What What did your eyes tell you this year? Uh, Nick Sirianni, I mean, I mean they, it's never, obviously, we all know it's never one thing. It's a bunch of things, but that's a pretty easy answer uh, for me. You know, you look at what they did defensively down the stretch for six or seven weeks, the complete disaster turning into one of the worst defenses in the NFL, uh, and then offensively, I mean, it's just the same game over and over again. No answers against the blitz, no adjustments, no under-center play action, no uh, innovations, no tweaks, nothing 
talent. There's no doubt about it. He regressed. He was not the same player he was last year. Uh, at the same time, I look at the positions they kind of put these players in, and to me, this was just a bad coaching job for the last two months. Of the do, you, do you think he will get fired, Shield? My gut, and this is not reporting, this is not inside information, anything like that, I'm leaning towards him not being back. You know, I, I just look at this, and I say, when Jeffrey Lurie looks at this, he's going to say, our offense completely underachieved the talent level the roster that we built. And he's going to watch these other offenses in the NFL. We all watched the other games last weekend. He's going to say, how are those coaches doing that with those players? And my coaches mm-hmm. are, are putting out that product on Monday night with Troy Aikman crushing us on national TV when we put together a pretty good roster on offense. And so this isn't it's not a one-game thing. I mean, Nick Sirianni has had, what, two months? to figure it out. And we've been having the same conversations week in uh, and week out. And so, um, you know, if, if he doesn't give you that, if he hasn't assembled uh, a great coaching staff, if from a chemistry culture standpoint, it wasn't what you thought it was here down the stretch. And then not to mention, I mean, Jalen Hurts not going to bat for him at all yeah. after that game. I mean, his comments, I couldn't believe his comments after they get so I'm adding all that up. I'm again, I'm like 50, 50. I don't know that it's going to happen, but if you're asking me right now, what my gut says, um, I, I think there's a, there's a pretty good chance. We're talking about a coaching change. Just do a side-by-side with Dak Prescott, the way he feels about his head coach and the way Jalen feels about his head coach. My gosh, it couldn't be more night and day. She'll uh, Jalen pressured on 20 of 39 dropbacks against the Bucks, so more than half the time. Uh, we knew they were going to blitz. We knew Todd Bowles, that was his plan. Why didn't the coaches do better when they knew the blitz was coming? I mean, we've been having this conversation over and over. I don't have an answer. I mean, 10, I think there were 10 times there was a free rusher at Jalen Hurts. And so, it, again, every play is going to be different. But structurally, when you talk about what are you doing during practice, during the week, in these meetings, this had to be like, you know, 1A on this is what you're doing. This is what you should have been doing the week before against the Giants. I mean, that's what everyone knows Wink Martindale does. He blitzes over and over and over again. Like, if you don't have a plan for those things against these, this wasn't catching you off guard or catching you by surprise. This is Todd Bowles. Yeah. I was covering Todd Bowles in the Eagles locker room 11 years ago under Andy Reid. Like, this is what Todd Bowles likes to do. And for you to come out – with no plan and look like they're catching you off guard in every single play, uh, you know, you have a free rusher. It's uh, again, it, it's just same thing over and over again. What about, what about the concept? Uh, I thought for sure, Hey, we, we ran for over 200 yards against them the last time. It just makes sense that you'd continue to do what worked before. And then we ended up asking our O line to pass protect for more than 90% uh, of the snaps. How do you, how do you do that? How do you abandon the run against a team that you had 40 carries and over 200 yards against the last time you played them? Yeah, I mean, I will say, well, there's two things. First of all, I agree with you. Absolutely, you can run, you can and you should run the football more when this is your offensive line, when your quarterback has a finger injury, uh, when you don't have A.J. Brown. Absolutely. I will say the Bucks came out here and were basically like, we will load up here uh, on the run, and we don't believe you guys are going to be able to handle us when you have to pass the ball. So we're going to stop the run on early downs, uh, force you to pass the football. And it wasn't even just uh, early downs. And that's the other thing is, John, I mean, they're, they're so RPO heavy with the run pass options. You look at some other teams around the NFL, 
they'll just line up under center and run the football. Give the quarterback a break. Give him a breather. And yeah. the Eagles, like every play, Jalen Hurts is having to make a read. And I'm not against RPOs. I think they're great and uh, other teams run them. But they just lean on them so heavily that you would like to see a little bit more diversity. Sheila, how concerned are you long-term about Hurts? I mean, we saw Wentz take a step back, and then it kept another step back, and then it was a massive step back. Um, do you think there is a chance that what we perceived, a 10-year starter of excellence, is going to be a lot less so? There's always a chance. I mean, think, you're, you're watching these games last week and seeing guys like Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud play so well, and so the quarterback, you know, how you view them across the NFL, it changes quite a bit year to year. I'm still probably a year away from big time concern with Jalen Hurts. You know, I just saw him a year ago uh, when the pieces were around him, when the coaching was better, uh, perform at such a high level and he's such a young player. And so uh, I'm not there yet with Hurts. Having said that, was there stuff that was concerning this year? Yeah. I mean, you know, some of the stuff with, um, you know, the blitzes and the pressure that is going to be on Jalen Hurts, the intangible stuff that we raved about last year like if the leadership was so strong from your quarterback and he was setting such a great example you shouldn't have a collapse like you had uh in the last two months of this season so those are some of the things that are certainly uh a little bit on my radar you know that interception against seattle why did it take for three weeks later for aj brown to say that jalen hurts and aj brown read fault for that and it wasn't the coaching why, why can't the quarterback who's paid 250 million dollars come out uh, and just say, you know what, we changed the play. It didn't work out. That's on me. So some of those things are on my radar. I'm keeping an eye on. Uh, you know, I still think he had spurts this year of playing very good football. So I do want to see what it looks like, uh, what it looks like next year, kind of before I go overboard and go too far. Shield, tell me which statement is more true: Howie Roseman let the team down with his choices on defense, or specific defensive players, Bradbury, Slay to an extent. Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, Josh Sweat, let Howie Roseman down. Yeah, I put the defense more on Howie Roseman. Now, the coaching was poor. Don't get me wrong. If you had a very good defensive coordinator in here, I think you could have gotten to at least a competent, below-average defense and not one of the worst in the NFL. Now, some of this was predictable. You know, I was harping on it in the summer that quarterbacks can turn 30 or are at that age they tend to fall off a cliff. I think last year there were five cornerbacks in the entire NFL who were full-time starters uh, on the outside who were 30 or older. So, like, that, that's something you can look at and say, all right, we like how these guys played last year, but can we really count on them uh, again? The Georgia thing, you know, everyone is just celebrating. Oh, Eagles are running circles around the NFL and just draft Georgia players. Like, if it were that simple, I mean, listen, other teams would be – Doing that, and, and like it's harder than that. Scouting is hard, so I don't have an issue with, with those individual decisions. But young defensive tackles, um, you know, they're going to take time to develop, and they're going to wear down at the end of the season when they didn't play a lot of snaps in college. And so I think the Eagles knew that. I think Howie Roseman knew a lot of this going in. I don't think I think they expected the defense to take a little bit of, of a step back this year. But obviously, you don't want them to be one of the three or four worst defenses yeah. in the NFL where they can't do anything against mediocre offense. Shield, problem, I, question here that maybe we can't even delve into yet, but uh, Jason Kelsey, we know that he's considering retiring. Our offense had real problems this year with him out there. How much did Jason Kelsey cover up problem-wise with the offense? You know, his 
what he's doing out there in terms of getting everyone lined up, get, making all those calls, making sure they turn the protection the right way, how much did he do? How much do they have to make up for what he did if he does indeed depart? I mean, it really can't be overstated. I was thinking this I, I, three or four weeks ago when I was watching uh, the Eagles film, and I can't remember what game it was. They're not playing well, but the one thing they're doing in the run game is kind of that fold block where Jason Kelsey is pulling around the guard into space and just killing linebackers, and they're running for seven or eight yards at a time. And I'm just thinking to myself, no other center in the NFL is capable of doing this. No one is even asked to do this. There's no one who can replace him, even if they're a really good player uh, for this team. And so you have that, and then you have what you alluded to, which is just all the pre-snap stuff and how smart he is uh, and how good he is about, about noticing what defenses are trying to do to the Eagles and getting them in position to succeed. So, uh, yeah, it is. Uh, we'll see what happens and uh, whether he announces it definitively or not, but it will be a huge, huge hole uh, right. to have to replace him. And they've been trying to do this since, what, 2000. 15, 16, they first started drafting guys to try to replace Jason Kelsey, and he's still here, and he's making all pros in his 30s, and he's still playing uh, at an elite level. And so, um, yeah, I don't think that can be overstated what a hole that would leave for this roster. Hey, Sheil, I know we're going to be talking to you a ton in the coming weeks, but let me say as we wrap up, you know, the Eagle season, so to speak, thank you for spectacular work with us these last, uh, I guess it was 18 weeks or so. Just awesome, man. We appreciate you. It's always fun, guys. I think it's going to be eventful, so I'm sure uh, we'll be talking soon, and I look forward to it. Thanks, Shil. All right, there he is. One of the absolute best in the business from The Ringer, our guy, Shil Kapadia. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.